Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas has always been special to me, but I can say in the last years, there's been something added that even makes those times even more precious and more memorable. Uh, and that is Operation Christmas Child. Uh, I remember my sons are all grown now, but uh, we did our best to help individuals during Christmas. But when Operation Christmas Child came along, uh, it gave us a greater opportunity. So today we want to interview someone whose life has been changed because someone packed a Christmas box, a shoe box and sent it through Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child, to the country of Honduras. Our guest today is Judy Lopez, originally from Honduras. Judy, welcome to Exploring Missions. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Burr, for giving us the opportunity to share Exploring uh, Mission. This is just a huge blessing. Well, it is a blessing for me to be able to talk with you. I love Honduras. The first mission trip that I took out of the United States was to Honduras. It was memorable. I can remember it so well. And uh, I fell in love with that country and thank God for it. And, and I know that because of Operation Christmas Child, many children from Honduras' lives have been touched and changed, haven't they? Amen. Yes, definitely. This is wonderful, you know, that like a simple shoebox can make an impact in so many kids' lives like you did in mine. Well, I, we want to tell your story today, and let me share with you, if, if during this story, if you feel like, man, I forgot about this, you can go and get online and find out. You can go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. That's Samaritans purse.org slash OCC, and you can find out. You can build your own shoebox online, or uh, you can find out how you can contribute. So even this is the weekend before the the a week of, of sharing and, and dropping off those boxes begins, you can still be involved, so we encourage you to do so. But as we begin this interview, uh, Judy, what was life like there in Honduras for you as a child before you received this uh, Operation Christmas Child shoebox? Yes. So to answer to your question, I grew up, like from the day that I was born to 16 years old, I grew up in 14 different orphanages. And at the age of two years old, that's when I was separated from my siblings, including my twin sister. And I still have not seen them, but I still have that faith in God that he's going to bring us one day together. Mm-hmm. But then later on, I went to another orphanage that started with five kids, and then it grew up to 550 kids. At the beginning, we didn't have electricity. There was no water. And if we had three meals, it would be more like a tortilla and salt. But one thing that I was so grateful to God to have 
was a medication because in so many of the orphanages in Honduras, the children did not have the opportunity to go to school. I remember I was only six years old. I was in second grade when I received my operation Christmas child shoebox gift, and that's when I experienced hope for the very first time. Wow. Your family, let me, I want to review this, make sure I got it, because I I was just, I think I was in shock when I first heard it and didn't get it all. So you were separated from your family at two years old, even a twin sister? That's correct, yes. And you have not seen them since that separation of two years old? Yes, I have not seen them. Wow, that, that is something, but... During this period of time, God was caring for you, and you put a premium. I heard you say the good thing about that was looking at your education. Did you know that that was such a blessing at that time, or did this occur to you later? It occurred to me later. Yeah, I figured it would, but and I want to say that because a lot of people who listen to this program, they may be going through some hard times, maybe not near as hard as you were at that time, but uh, God, there's some things that's going on in your life that you can be thankful for. God is working. And uh, even when you don't know he is, he is there. So tell me about the shoebox. Uh, did you get it at the orphanage or was there a church involved? How, how did you receive the shoebox? Yes. So what happened was, like I said it before, I was only six years old. I was in second grade. When we heard a helicopter coming and landing in our soccer field in the orphanage, we didn't know what was going on. I just remember our teacher divided us in different ages and took us to the church, which it was two minutes from the orphanage, and they told us that they're going to give us a small little gift. I remember that I was one of the first ones in line when they gave me my shoebox gift. And I still remember the teacher even said to us that we were not allowed to open it until everybody received their own. Oh, wow. So I remember, yes, I remember when I got my box, I tapped one of the missionary's shoulders and I said, excuse me, ma'am, can I open my shoebox gift? <laughs> and she said, no, you have to wait for everybody to get their own shoebox. And the reason why I asked her that was because my friend who were beside me, they had the clear shoe boxes, the ones that you were able to see what is inside of them. <laughs> but I got the one that it was all Christmas wrapping one, so I couldn't see what was inside of mine. So while I was waiting for everybody to receive their own shoe box gift, me and some of my friends, we started shaking our shoe box, <laughs> trying to figure out what will be inside of ours. And then, of course, everybody have received their own shoebox. Then the missionaries, they share the gospel. Then we all come to three, and that's when we open our, our shoebox gift. That That is amazing. This, so you who are packing shoeboxes, you may want to pack it in one that people can't see it because it just makes it hard on the others when they can. That's a beautiful <laughs> yes. story. Uh, what was inside the shoebox? I know you were shaking yes. it, but w- w- did you did you guess what was in there, or were you surprised? Well, I was so surprised. I even remember when I opened my shoebox after we were done praying. I opened my shoebox, and one of the first things I saw was a set of 10 pencils. And when I saw that, I screamed as loud as I could because 
and my orphanage, at the beginning of the school year, they will give us one notebook and one pencil. And it has to last us the entire year. And knowing that for the first time I had not only like one pencil that year, but a set of 10 pencils, that was incredible. But as well, in my shoebox gift, there was a toothbrush, a pinky toothbrush. And I remember um, I was so happy too because before receiving my own shoebox gift, I have to share the same toothbrush with 25 other girls in the orphanage. And knowing that for the first time I had my own, wow, that was incredible. Of course, there were so many more items, like more school supplies. There was like hair products. There were even like a, a cloth, like hygiene items, like a soap. There were socks. Uh, I remember there was even like a teddy bear, a blue radio. But there were many more things. But there was something really really special that even like today I still have it with me and it was a note of the little girl who bought my shoebox gift a note that simply said Jesus love you and I love you too man wow I uh it's amazing what people can put in that shoebox most of the people that I know and most of the churches that I'm connected with they pray over those shoeboxes asking mm-hmm. God to get that sh- particular shoebox to the child that they would be blessed and what a story that is we're talking to Judy Lopez she is from Honduras originally and uh, she received a shoebox from Operation Christmas Child, Samaritan's Purse. And we're interviewing her because this is the weekend before National Collection Week, where they'll have 4,000, at least 4,000 or more drop-offs where you can go by and and give your shoebox. And so we are encouraging you to do that. You can go online and find out where those drops are. Again, you can go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC, and it will tell you all the information you need to either build a shoebox and so you can send it if you can't get out and because of the pandemic you're staying in, or if you want to know where you can drop off your shoebox, you can find that. So we're talking to Judy, and Judy, after you received that shoebox and uh, and you read that note, did it change your life? Yes, yeah, so at that time, I would be honest with you. Um, I was only six years old. I was more excited to receive the shoebox, one, because it was my first Christmas present, but two, because for the first time, I have something that I can say is my own, and I don't have to share it with anybody else. Because in the orphanage, if you, like if there was a pair of shoes or a pair of socks, the first one to come in line, that would be the one that will receive it. And I even remember sleeping with that shoebox for like weeks, for months, like a teddy bear, because I didn't want anybody in the orphanage to touch it. And that's how special my shoebox gift was for me. But when the shoebox made an impact in my life was at the age of 13 years old. In the orphanage, I can no longer continue my education because the orphanage didn't have financial support for my class to continue going to school. So due to that, I have to cook in a kitchen for 120 boys, but also, too, I have to take care of the babies, which it was babies from, like, two weeks all the way to two years old with three of my friends the same age, 13 years old. But every other Sunday, I didn't have to cook. So one specific Sunday when I didn't have to cook, I had a box similar to the shoebox, 
But in that box, I had pictures and letters from missionaries and volunteers that had came through the orphanage through all those years that I was there. And they give us those notes to encourage us. Mm-hmm. And I remember that one specific Sunday when I didn't have to cook, I told that box with me to the mountains in the orphanage, and I was just angry, angry at God for the life that I was living. I was angry at him because he had separated me from my siblings. I was angry at him because in the orphanage, if you were a girl, you were not allowed to play soccer. But I also I was upset at him because I felt that there was not a future for me anymore. I felt hopeless. And I remember that after hours of just crying and blaming him, I even questioned him. And one of the questions I asked him was like, how can I got like you that many people say that you do all this wonderful miracles has left me as an orphan? Another question I asked him was, if you are real, show it to me. Show it to me because I don't see you here. I remember opening the box that I had with me, and the first thing I saw was the note, once again, of the little girl who packed my shoebox gift seven years ago. That note that simply said, Jesus love you, and I love you too. The words that she wrote were the answers of all my prayers. That day, I embraced God's love. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But that same day, I also received another special gift, and it was a Bible. And when I read it, the first Bible verse I saw was Jeremiah 29, 11, where I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and a future. And the myth, being honest with you, Mr. Berg, and the midst of like, pain and the midst of struggling when I felt that God was really far away from me simply because I was an orphan he was always there for me and that day I did believe that God had a plan for my life and that's how the Shabbat impacted my life for eternal so So we're we're a journey let me review this again Judy Lopez at two years old, separated from family and had to go to an orphanage at six years old. She receives a shoebox where she got her own toothbrush. She got her pencil. She got some other things. But there's a note there from the person who sent it. It says, I love you and Jesus loves you too. And seven years later, you would find that note in your box that you had kept notes in. And at that time, that note penetrated your life when you were living with all the questions and doubts. God, God's timing is perfect, isn't it, Judy? Yes. And and when I when I read that and hear that, uh, I'm amazed. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to follow up on this. So, it, was it once a month you had off on Sunday? All the others you were cooking for the younger children. Yes. One yeah, Sunday a month. Other- no, no, no. Every other Sunday. So okay. one Sunday, yes. One Sunday, no. So, so Okay. Yeah. And at yeah. 13, you were caring for those children in that way and cooking and uh, life there. And and so, yeah. again, when we read that and at a desperate time, God came to her. And, well, let me ask you this. 13 years old, has anything happened significantly since 13 until now? Yeah, 13 until, like, now. So after 13 years old, uh, in 2004, the Lord gave me the opportunity to move 
from the orphanage went to a different organization called Eternal Family Project, where I had the opportunity, one, to continue my education, but two, serve the community. And that was something that I always have a passion for, to serve others. And then in 2005, that's when the Lord blessed me to meet my adoptive family from Dayton, Tennessee. And then in 2008, once again, the Lord opened doors for me to come here to the States with a full scholarship to play soccer and a college level, but also to, to continue my education. And then uh, through my four years at college, I had the privilege to pay the, the soccer team to go and do missions in my own country, Honduras. Um, but also, too, um, since I graduated in 2012 to present, I have the blessing to serve um, as a full-time missionary with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, where I have the opportunity to use that platform of soccer to share the gospel with so many kids in our program. We have like already like 550 kids, and it's just a blessing, you know, that you can use a simple soccer ball to share the gospel, not just with the kids, but as well with their families. And I'm just grateful for that. And not only that, but the Lord has also given me the blessing to like, now, being like an unspoken person for Operation Christmas Child, where I have the opportunity to go and share, like I said it before, not my testimony, but the testimony that God has entrusted me with through Operation Christmas Child, and have the blessing to continue packing shoeboxes and show other kids, you know, that feel hopeless, that feel, you know, that they, there's no, like, any future for them anymore like show them, you know, that God loves them. And it's not about the shoebox. It's not about what it goes inside, but it's also why it goes beyond. It is like sharing the good news, which it is in Jesus Christ. Amen. So one of the things you were angry at at 13 was that the girls, as you a female, could not play soccer. There's only letting boys. Well, how yes. you, you to get a scholarship, that means something happened that... Uh, the opportunity to play soccer came about. Did that happen at Eternal Family Projects, or where did that happen? That happened at Eternal Family Project. God already had a plan, and His plans are always perfect. And even in the midst, you know, like of like the pain that I had and everything, God already knew. Like He has, like, get me. I don't know how to say that word, you know, but it's just incredible just to see, you know, that God shows me out of 550 kids, because he already had a specific plan. So I'm just grateful for that. So Jeremiah 29:11 really was real when you received that Bible. I, I want to read another Amen. passage of Scripture that, that I dearly love because of children. Uh, and Jesus put a premium on children. That, that's the reason I, he, he was watching you, uh, even as that two-year-old child, and He's been watching your siblings as well, wherever they are. And now I know they're grown, but his eye is on them. There used to be a song that Ethel Waters, she was a great singer, would sing, His Eyes on the Sparrow. I know he's looking over me. But listen to this yeah. passage in Matthew 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus yes. called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever receives one little child like this in my name, they are blessed. Uh, You know, when I read that, Judy, the opportunity that we have to financially give, pack a Mm -hmm. shoebox that would influence children, that touches the heart of God. Influencing children and letting them know you care, especially those that may may be fatherless and motherless in orphanage or be in difficulties. So can that's an opportunity that that family took to send you, and it changed your world, did it not? Amen. Yes, it did, and it did for eternally. I'm grateful for it. And, and so we're we're encouraging you to to do that and uh, pack that shoebox. There's still time, and you can still go online again. I'm giving this out quite a bit because every people listen for five minutes and get out of the car. But we're talking about packing a shoebox that can change the world. And as Judy said, it's not necessarily the toys. It's the message. It's a message of love. It's a message of caring. And you can go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC, and you can find that. Now, uh, this is something I want to talk a little bit about what Operation Christmas Child is doing to bring the gospel to the earth. And I, I found this, and I found this interesting, and you can comment on it. Samaritan's Purse is partnering with Seed Company. It's an affiliate of Wycliffe Bible Translators that we love because they're getting the Word of God into people's own, as we call it, I call it here on Exploring Missions, heart language so they can understand it about the Bible stories and discipleship material. And they're planning on reaching a half a million children in uh, in 1,000 Pacific Islands within the next five years. Now, you know, they've been going to Honduras for many years, but if you look at a globe and you look at the Pacific and you see how many islands are out there and, and they're so separated, but God loves those children that's on those islands, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And And so... Those Bibles are going to these places, these shoeboxes, and with a message of the love of God in their life, and you can be a part of that again. You can find out more about that at that website. So going back to your story, Judy, as Fellowship of Christian Athletes, so it it hits me. I, I just love this. Fellowship of Christian Athletes are able to go into schools where a lot of a lot of other ministries cannot go. They're able to share because they're student-led, and so it's, it's presented Amen. an opportunity, but it started with Operation Christmas Child and going to Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and here we are on AFR, and here we are letting the world know that God changes lives, and Tell me again about Fellowship of Christian Athletes and what God's doing with you now. I know you told that story a little bit, but I want our <laughs> folks to see from a shoebox to a soccer ball to a, a, a ministry that is changing lives. God's brought you through there, and now you're able to share your, your testimony with the world, right? Amen. Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so Fellowship of Christian Athletes, yes, like you mentioned, uh, Mr. Burke, it's just a... Uh, uh, organization where we have the opportunity to like mentor athletes and non-athletes as well, and even like the coaches, and just like show them, you know, like that God loves them, that God is always there for them, and that, that they can use 
the talents that God has given them so that they can go not only here, you know, like in their community, but like not only in their school, but also around the world and like use that talent that God has given it to impact many kids for, for his kingdom. So it, it is an amazing ministry that I am grateful to have the opportunity to serve alongside so many amazing leaders, you know, that I continue sharing the gospel and we're grateful that, that we are in a country, you know, that we have the freedom to like do that. So while we have the time, I mean, why do we have the time? While we have like that, the opportunity to do it, why not? Uh, so, yeah. And you got to go back to Honduras. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> Tell yes, us. I t- have the opportunity. <laughs> well, we got about three or four minutes here. I want to hear that a little bit. Uh, you went back to Honduras on the soccer team and uh and did just tell me about your feelings about that what was it like going back oh my that's an amazing question a really good question um so by god's grace i had the opportunity to continue going to honduras uh twice or three times a year where i had the opportunity to partner alongside uh fellowship of christian athletes where we get teams or like uh, from high school or even college team um, with it's not it's not just soccer it's all sports and we have the opportunity to go back to my home country where um, I don't go in specific to the orphanage but I go to different orphanage right now where we have the opportunity to serve the orphanage with like feeding programs and even like serving them like doing like games um, but also too we have the opportunity to like go to like different communities like in the city where we are serving, which is a specific San Pedro Sula. And we like go to like the borders and it's like basically like the slum uh, kids that have never heard the gospel before, kids that in, are in need to hear about Jesus. So we have the opportunity to use uh, like a simple soccer ball to share the gospel with them as well. And it is just incredible, you know, like that my, my people with that, having anything, they just welcome you, and they are, like, hungry, hungry to hear about Jesus. So so we use anything that we can, you know, to have that opportunity to go back and just share the gospel with all them, and just being, having the opportunity to go back, you know, like, and be with my own people, that's just a blessing, you know, and I'm I'm grateful that God is continually, continue giving me, like, um, health, and, like, uh, continue going over there, and continue sharing uh, the good news with everybody that I can in there. So I'm grateful for that. That is an amazing story. And it started as a six-year-old girl in an orphanage in Honduras that got a shoebox. And there were several things in it, but one of those was a note and a picture from the girl that sent you the uh, the shoebox that said, Jesus loves you and I love you too. Seven years later... Seven years later, you would read that note, and God would change your life. Judy, what a testimony. I I appreciate you taking time to be with us on Exploring Missions and sharing your story of God's amazing grace. And so thank you again, Judy, for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us, and uh, we're grateful for that, so thank you. So you can be a part of Operation Christmas Child. It's not too late. 
The National Collection Week is this coming week, starting Monday. There's over 4,000 places that you could drop off uh, your shoebox, or you can go online at SamaritansPurse.org slash Operation Christmas Child, build your own shoebox, or you make it make a donation and help them send the message of Jesus around the world. Thank you for being on Exploring Missions with us today.